88.1 WKNC. That is Spoon with a song called Outlier. I am Virginia Werewolf, uh, joined here in the studio with two of the heads from Hopscotch. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Hey, I'm Nathan Price. I'm the uh, talent coordinator for Hopscotch. And I'm Greg Lowenhagen. I'm the director of Hopscotch. Great. Uh, thanks for coming on, guys. Um, yeah, Spoon happened to be uh, headlining Hopscotch 2014. Very excited about that. Um, it's also the f- fifth year, five-year anniversary of Hopscotch. Was there anything that you guys did differently or special for the five-year anniversary? Well, um, there was a few things we did differently this year, a couple of which were forced on us that we had to do. One was right. the city closed Memorial Auditorium uh, this year for renovations. They're doing a $10 million renovation to their HVAC system. So um, we, we, we knew that pretty early on that we weren't going to be able to utilize that room and book it. So that that changed the way we looked at our overall approach. And uh, we knew we wanted to really refocus our energies on the main stage. Mm-hmm. So we did um, a couple things. The first thing we did was we added a Thursday main stage show for the first time in our history. So the first time in five years, Hopscotch will kick off uh, with a main stage show in City Plaza. So a two-band bill uh, rather than the traditional three-band bill that we have on Friday and Saturday night. But it's meant to be sort of an open, you know, uh, opening for a, a big party weekend, uh, block party type atmosphere. We've got Tune in the Real Law coming from Durham. We've got hip-hop legends De La Soul playing. And it's a little bit later since it's a Thursday mm-hmm. and right down there is in the middle of the business district downtown. We, we wanted to give ourselves some time to set up so the, the doors aren't open till 6.30 on Thursday. But it, so the, the whole festival will kick off in the plaza for the first time, which we're really excited about. Um, and then, you know, the other bands playing the main stage are bands that we've, we've talked about having before. And it just so everything coalesced with, the, you know, St. Vincent putting out one of the best records of the year and having sort of a mega tour and getting a lot of a lot of praise for her live show and the current setup and, and spoon put out a record last week, uh, that it debuted at number four on the billboard chart, um, this week. So that's got the spoon's got the number four record in America right now. And they're playing hopscotch in three weeks here in Raleigh on Friday night. And then we've got Mastodon on Saturday, which is, you know, a band that's from Atlanta. That's a metal band. It's really a really, really hard rock band. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun in the plaza. And they, they also, I think their record peaked at number five on the billboard this year. So they've had a really successful year and after a string of very good records um, for years now. And so uh, we're really proud of the, the main stage and, and how that came together. And I think it's representative of the festival uh, in a lot of different ways in terms of the difference of genres. And then uh, what else did we do, Nathan, that was different? Well, one thing is that Nathan's uh, been promoted to be talent coordinator. And, uh, Grayson Curran, who was our former co-director, um, stepped down to focus on um, his writing at the Independent and sort of getting his life back because of the amount of hours that we put into this thing. It's just it's not kind of any normal lifestyle whatsoever. So Nathan's been talent coordinator, and he and I did the, the lineup together, and we, we think it's I'm real happy about it. Yeah, yeah, it came out about as good as we had hoped it would. So. Very proud and um, definitely just focused on working it from the top down and not starting with the small, like making sure we had the uh, main bands that we wanted at the top before we uh, got to the bottom. Right. I mean, a fifth, a-, a fifth anniversary, you know, if you're talking about, it just depends. It's always, it's all, everything in life is relative, right? So five years, if this was a marriage, it wouldn't be that big a deal, we <laughs> hope. You know, it's, a, it's not, that, but you know, it's, if, if, 
if you look at it in any way, shape, or form about how we started this, which was just a crazy, far-fetched idea Quite humble beginnings. that I had sort of pitched to Steve Shule, who was the owner of The Independent, and I was just an employee there. I actually told Grayson about it on a car ride to Durham one day and said, hey, if I can get Steve to maybe back this under the Indies name, would you want to get involved? And he said, yeah, I'd be interested in talking about it. And we never really planned on getting to five years. I mean, every business is supposed to have a three, five, maybe a 10-year plan, but this was just sort of a community celebration of triangle bands and pairing them with national artists that don't come around or don't get sort of put together for a three-day stretch like Hopscotch offers. And and it just, I'm just, I'm kind of amazed that we got here. It's really because of the people that have bought tickets and the people that have come. I mean, it's not, it quickly turned from sort of being our project for 15 months of planning to really the that first weekend became the public's. And uh, that's that's kind of the magic of it. I mean, it's no longer really ours. It's sort of Raleigh's and the triangles and and the people that come make Hopscotch what it is. And we're just really excited in three weeks to kind of maybe put like another birthday candle in the cake and say well, this is some sort of uh, you know occasion to celebrate what what we've all kind of come together to make happen. Yeah, I, I agree entirely. Um, yeah, going back to the. Um the new edition of the Thursday City Plaza show. I think those th- those acts will definitely be a really good uh, fit for the vibe you're trying to achieve. The, it's going to be fun. The, the black the yeah. block party kind of. Yeah, it's just going to be fun. <laughs> I mean, the idea is just that we want to set a tone of just. I mean, the bands are kind of going in order really good. It just it fell it fell that way as as it was booked. Any of them could play any of the nights, but um, I love the way it kicks off on Thursday. I love the Friday bill, and I love the fact that we're kind of on Saturday making a statement with a really loud, <laughs> right. sort of loudest band we've ever had in the plaza, and just and it just kind of fits the idea that anywhere you're going to be in the city on September sixth, pretty sure you're going to hear Mastodon on somewhere down the block. It's going to sound crazy. It's yeah. Gonna, yeah, it's going to be good. So, yeah, I think it, 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 we're we're super excited about how that part of it worked out. Yeah, um, I mean, we, we didn't even touch into anything beyond just the City Plaza shows, but already right there you can see the kind of diversity that the festival brings. Um, and I was wondering if that's something that you guys particularly look for when you're booking these artists, or does it just happen to be acts that you particularly enjoy for whatever reason? Uh, a little bit of both, I'd say. We definitely try to make, make it as diverse as possible. Um, but also I think that both of us just have a wide range of taste when we're booking it. A lot of different stuff comes up. Um, sometimes, well, one thing I found that happened was that we would kind of get carried away sometimes and you start going down a path of where you're like really digging like this one band that leads to another band that leads to another band. So you kind of do have to be careful not to book too much of your own specific taste and kind of think about what Raleigh likes and gen- and Durham Chapel, like what the triangle can get behind and, and just, I mean, pick the bands you think are going to be the f- most fun to watch on Hopscotch Weekend. Yeah, I mean, we, we never set out, you know, two weeks after Hopscotch, we start planning the, the next year mm-hmm. if, if we have the money and the, the drive to do it again. I mean, the reality about Hopscotch in its fifth year is that the next year is never guaranteed. It's never been guaranteed from the beginning. In fact, Steve, the owner of the Indy and the, now the current you know, co-owner of Hopscotch after he sold the paper, uh, was my business partner. You know, he wrote a letter in the Independent that week after the first hopscotch and said he lost fifty thousand dollars, and that but that all of the great 
energy and the feeling of the whole weekend and he would gladly do it again because grace and i would learn a lot more and we'd come back and hopefully make him some of that money back i mean it's just it's just an it's a one-year thing it's a one-year 50 51 week project basically and we're coming down to the tail end of this one and i, I don't think we ever set out at the beginning with a we don't put a we put a spreadsheet together but it doesn't say we need 64 punk bands <laughs> yeah, and exactly. you know uh 12 hip hop artists and two experiment i mean it just kind of happens as we go we, we I, the way i feel about hopscotch is and i think this is the beauty of the festival and a lot of other people would probably say this is the the problem they have with it is it is so diverse mm. so I, we're music fans that like a little different a lot of different types of music i think in the um in the era of digital music, in the iPod era or whatnot, that, that more people have been exposed to more music more readily, and they don't just like one genre of music. I mean, they want to... I, I can tell when our fans talk about the shows that they're going to online, they're hopping around and going to a metal band, a hip-hop act, an R&B act, uh, a, you know, a, a acoustic guitarist. They're going to see Mastodon. They're going to see De La. But then there's enough tucked in there hmm. i mean if you were just a metal fan if you refuse to listen to any other type of music you could go to hopscotch as if it's just a metal festival i mean not only with the main stage but with high on fire with power trip with uh ken mode with all these i mean there's enough each night for you if to buy a wristband and then just seek those out if you like hip-hop you can go just to hip-hop shows so we're not trying to discriminate against people that like one type of music either because there's plenty of that there, there's a track that you can latch onto. The idea always has been to make your own schedule. I mean, it's right. just interactive in that in that way. You're supposed to take it and make it your own, and that's actually how it was named, really. So, right. um, that's that's the idea. That's how we go about the booking in in, the, in sort of a larger, wide angle. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So it's obviously in its namesake, the hopping aspect of it, and which is great. I mean, I th I personally think it's one of the selling points. Um, but another thing that I think people have. Um, described hopscotch um it by is its uh focus on more lesser known acts and up-and-coming acts um is that something you also were focused on implementing or again just something you guys enjoy i've, I've got this weird theory i've been talking about lately and i don't even know if i need to talk about it on the air but what's really <laughs> funny is i hear a common criticism of hopscotch um and we get it on twitter when the lineup comes out and stuff and oftentimes the reaction is i don't know any of these bands which is a total fair assessment and is, is great. It's fine. I mean, I don't know a lot of bands other people know too. It was just, but what's funny to me is that when somebody tells you, hey, I ate at this incredible restaurant in Cary the other night, or in, you know, I tried a new place downtown, your reaction isn't naturally to go, oh, I've never heard of it. It must be terrible. What you instead do is you go and seek it out. You go, what's the name again? I mean, if someone comes back from Texas and they say, I found this incredible town halfway between El Paso and Austin, you should check it out. You wouldn't go, it must suck. I've never even heard of it. Like, it's terrible. And what's weird is with music, somehow the attitude tends to be, I mean, if someone tells you about a good film, you go and see the film. You Netflix it. You'd, you know, you looking for rec people are looking for recommendations all the time for things. And with hopscotch, it seems though the attitude is somewhat. I've never heard of them. I don't. I don't think I'm gonna go. When I wish the attitude was a little bit more. Well, my friends have had a really good time. I've heard the experience is great. Um, maybe you're not gonna love every single band, but there really is a good reason to actually try it. 
just like a new restaurant or a movie that you haven't seen or some other recommendation that you get. So when we talk about up and coming bands, I mean, for, for us, a lot of them are up and coming. And we, we, we uh, do that because that's the nature of the festival we put on. We wanted to do it that way. We wanted to focus, number one, on the triangle. When you know Five years in, although we have been mentioned nationally in some publications and things, we've gotten great media coverage, we're still 35 to 40% local, which there's not really a lot of festivals um, like that in America um, that, that, that are still focusing on bands from North Carolina and the Triangle area. And then number two, we do want up-and-coming bands, but, you know, an up-and-coming band to me, you know, some other kid in Boston's known them for two years. I mean, it's always oh, it's totally relative. I just was at the bank um, an hour ago, and the, the woman had never heard of a single band, you know, and <laughs> so a lot of people would say, well, like, everybody knows Spoon. Well, of course they don't. You know, but I also don't know currently who's on the country charts, you know, on like after you get past the top five or something. So there's just it's all it's always this in music we take very personally and sort of like defend it. Like if I don't know it, it must stink. <laughs> but I think that's an attitude we should try and probably flip and say, maybe I should seek it out because we think the bands that we're presenting and that have played hopscotch for the last four years are terrific. I mean, the, the talent is is good. Yeah. And. One of the one of my favorite things about Hopscotch in the past is seeing smaller bands that um, some of my favorite bands are just bands that play smaller spaces in Raleigh a lot of the times. And sometimes when you go to the shows, if no one knows about it, maybe they're coming through on a Tuesday because it's they just don't have the draw or whatever reason. Um, they play Hopscotch and you can get them in front of, you know, 100, 200 people. It's just a completely different atmosphere. It's a completely different vibe. And you see what those bands can really do and what they might be doing on a larger level in a couple of years once they come back through town after they've been around a little while. So it's, it's just a great atmosphere to see those up and coming bands. Cause you don't have to see them with your like two friends that you got to go with you on a Tuesday night. You get to see them with everyone in the triangle. Yeah. I mean, a good example of somebody who's up and coming right now is a, a woman named Mape who's from Stockholm is originally from Rhode Island. And she just posted a video. She's just starting to get her live show together, but she kind of had this, this sort of, YouTube hit, if you will, almost like a, like a, like a one-off hit last year that didn't break a lot of radio play, but a lot of DJs like Diplo and a lot of kind of like, uh, dance DJs picked up on it. And it's just, it's real, it's sugary sweet, but it's not cheesy. You know, it's just, and her like potential is totally limitless. And she's open, suddenly opening shows for John legend, you know, and she's opening for John Le legend soon. I think like probably before hopscotch, but then when she comes here, She's playing Tiernanog, you know, and that's no, like, knock against Tiernanog. We love Tiernanog, and a lot of bands like Colts and Best Coast and the War on Drugs who are returning this year have played Tiernanog and then have gone on to, you know, they're playing. I mean, there was a picture of Best Coast, you know, a, a few months after, this seven months after their first hopscotch, and they were playing in front of, like, 35,000 people at Coachella. You can you can potentially see this band or a band like that or a, an artist like Mape play Tiernanog and I you know there's no way to know where her career will go after three weeks from now because she's just crazy talented you know and it's just fun to be able to try and see artists in that atmosphere before I just personally don't like seeing bands with 80,000 other people you know it's just more fun to see them in our our biggest indoor room is the Lincoln at 800 or so 850 so it's just it's it's pretty intimate hey, yeah um I mean I think that's something that Hopscotch and WKNC and college radio in general like aligns very perfectly oh, with yeah. uh, you know uh, exposing people to or like encouraging people to try new things in the realm of music and I, I'm gonna admit I mean like when I first moved here I was pretty apprehensive about the lineup being like a little more 
less bigger names, but like my experience has been amazing and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to going to see those people I've never heard of. And I think it's an experience that a lot of other people can probably draw on. But um, yeah, um, if you guys, uh, looking back on the five years, was there any one singular artist or event or challenge that you had to overcome that stands out the most <laughs> in your memory of all of Hopscotch? I'm laughing just because we're three weeks away and I can't really even start with the, sort of the emails I'm getting currently, whether they're from agents or bands or sponsors and things like that. There, there are always challenges. I mean, I, we've been fortunate to work with a, generally a great group of, of people who help us put this together on the outside, you know, partners, if you will, agents, sponsors, um, you know, our ticket partner, Etix is superb in terms of the way they deal with us. I mean, there's just so many moving parts. I mean, I've, I haven't, it's we're 21 days today and I haven't been in front of my laptop yet, which is a problem because it's been, you know, I've, I've only been out running errands where I've been to the police station twice. I've been to a bank. I've gotten 36 things notarized. So, I mean, it's just, you know, the, the one particular bad experience or challenge I can't think of except sort of everything. I mean, <laughs> the whole thing. I mean, I, I can say that, you know, one, one interesting story about hopscotch, I think, you know, that'll, I don't know if it's that interesting, is that, is that we were the first group to do ticketed shows. We're kind of the only group that still does really ticketed concerts in City Plaza. And City Plaza is a challenge because it's an open, you know, you go downtown right now and the street is wide open. It's, it's, a, it's a functioning main street. Fayetteville Street is the main street of Raleigh. And so um, to take that and in, in, in 24 hours sort of build a 6,000-person amphitheater, you know, something that takes a year or so to construct, uh, uh, you know, in a regular plot of land. It's already there built for us, but we've got to, we had to figure out and shout out to Dan Douglas, who's a guy who used to work for the city and he's one of the best urban planners in the country. He's got a tremendous, he's in the private sector now, but Dan Douglas, you know, went and pulled a bunch of big blueprints for me and he sat down with me for hours on end so we could try and kind of calculate what, how do you actually make this ticketed? What's funny is, just so you know, the, the original, it took me six months to figure that out. The first hopscotch, we were going to fence in City Plaza. Like, and then we realized, the fire department was like, no, you're not. <laughs> and uh, nor did we ever really want to do that. We didn't figure And then we realized something happened where I woke up one morning and said, wait, it's already fenced in. There's skyscrapers. No one can climb over <laughs> a skyscraper. Like, keep Spider-Man out of the show. So <laughs> that once Dan kind of, it was like things like that. We were just, we were the first to do ticketed shows in the plaza, and it took a long time to figure out the capacity and how do you close it and and now we love it i mean we love the feeling of once you're in there we get i get this sense that because it's ticketed there's a little bit of a magic feeling in the city plaza because most of the events are free and open open to the public throughout the year there and and because hopscotch is ticketed it feels like hey i bought this ticket i'm supposed to be here and only these other six thousand people in here are supposed to be here with me and we can all celebrate like in this little venue that's been created for us. So things like that. I mean, but they're kind of it's it's sort of hard to even put a pin on how many how many challenges that that have been. It, the whole thing is nuts. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. I was gonna say Will Goodyear has a pretty pretty great sleep story. That's uh, maybe not on air appropriate, but is <laughs> very uh, true to their reputation. Yeah, so great nice. story about sleep last year. Great, <laughs> one of my favorite hopscotch stories. Somebody asked me in an interview last week for Walter Magazine was. My hero, one of my heroes growing up um, music-wise was Public Enemy. And the first year, we got lucky to book Public Enemy because I had a friend in Raleigh 
James Bailey, if he's listening, um, got something used to work for Yep Rock and somehow had Chuck D's personal email. <laughs> and you don't, you, when you're trying to book bands like that, you don't email the artists, you email their representatives. But we were desperate and we didn't have a headliner yet. So I emailed um, Chuck D, <laughs> you know, and it's, this is the Chuck D that I sort of worshiped through middle school. And I grew up in the, the era of Do the Right Thing was the first movie I ever bought on VHS. And you know, MTV, Yo! MTV Raps was my favorite show. And it just, it was just insane that I was emailing him. And the next day, Public Enemy's agent called me on the phone out of the blue. Phone rang in the office and we booked the show. And so fast forward, you know, eight months and Public Enemy's in town. I got to do a panel with Chuck D and Ninth Wonder and Dr. Mark Anthony Neal from Duke and a bunch of people. It was kind of a dreamy scenario for me. But Sometime during the day, what I realized, it was it was this Saturday of hopscotches. We didn't hire any security for any sort of like for wristband city or anywhere. We still haven't. But the idea is that maybe I should have thought of that because I and so a guy walked into wristband city who was all bug eyed and said he had driven overnight from Ohio and that he was there to write about the public enemy show. And he just didn't seem right. I mean, he was either on drugs or he's just a little too aggressive. And I got nervous because someone called me. Um, one of the folks working for us in the plaza said, um, in Wristband City, said, you got to come up here, please. And I got up there and I didn't know what to do with dude because he wouldn't leave. And um, he kept saying he's with the band, he's with Public Enemy. And so I had a real good way to find out. I went down to the main stage and I went to Public Enemy and I said, is this dude with y'all? And they said no. So out of nowhere, a killer, um, this this guy named Brother Mike, who is part of the S1Ws, he's the leader of the S1Ws. And again, if you're my age and you saw S1Ws on TV dancing and they still dance on stage with Public Enemy, Brother Mike, who is the leader of this group, is sort of like a quasi-security slash management slash like part of the band. Just an incredible group of guys that just display this discipline and this strength. He said, "Where is he? Let's go see him." So, <laughs> we I, I got to walk to city. I walk into wristband city with Brother Mike from Public Enemy, and it took Brother Mike like ninety seconds to get this guy like pretty much back in his car to go to Ohio. <laughs> he never saw the guy again. He cleared him out, and it was sort of the first year of Hopscotch when we were totally ill prepared to deal with any sort of weirdness. It was Brother Mike from Public Enemy who just ended up kind of being our personal bouncer, which was just insane to me at the time. Nice. Brother Mike to the rescue. Maybe we can get that sleep story on the blog or something. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so, uh, one of the new things you guys did with um, this year is an introduction of um, the Design Festival, kind of like separate from, or, you know, together with the other festival. Um is this something that you guys are trying to make more of a multi-focus festival, trying to like branch out horizontal kind of growth, like maybe a South by Southwest kind of event, or are you thinking about other branching out? I don't, I don't think we're thinking about going anywhere farther than we are now. Mm -hmm. uh, this is this last year has been a, uh, speaking of challenges. This has been a tough year to add another component and it's been great. It's been a fun experience. Um, and I think we were ready for it after four years to try something new. And we hope we did it in a smart way. It's not a huge out, outlay financially um, compared to the music festival, at least. So uh, the Design Fest came about essentially because I had heard that there were two guys at um, New Kind, which is an agency here in town, right right across the street, basically, on Brooks Avenue, Um that is, it's kind of a community building, branding, uh, design firm. They they have a 
bunch of clients that are all over the place, both here and nationally. And they were wanting to bring a, a two-day thing downtown, but September was getting really packed, as it is now, with uh, with events. It's one every weekend in September, a pretty big one, too. And um, I was interested in what they were talking about doing, so we, we sat down for one coffee, and in a matter of 30 minutes, we had decided we were going to partner on it. So we decided to partner on it, and it just it, that was 18 months ago, and it's now just coming to fruition in three weeks. It's the inaugural Hopscotch Design Fest. I, I do not think we're going to, you know, next year there will not be a Hopscotch Film Fest. <laughs> there will not be a new, I mean, it, it, all the things that are, we that I've wanted to add to the festival outside of music, this is, this is it. Like, this mm-hmm. is kind of the thing that I think is really interesting both for this area, as uh, Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, the Triangle, uh, other parts of the South continue to grow. There's challenges that come with that. What we try to do is basically ask leaders in their fields, whether that's architecture or urban planning or film or music or uh, manufacturing, I mean, all different types of disciplines, a little bit like the the wide array of genres in music, to come to Raleigh and join a group of locals who are notable and, and doing um, crazy interesting things in their own field here in Durham and Chapel Hill and Raleigh and, and pair them together like we do with music and basically have it be a weekend where um, designers, but non-designers, people that are just interested in ideas and things that are basically shaping the future can get together and talk about, they can interact with these people. And we were lucky enough to get what we feel is a really strong lineup this first year. There's 30 speakers. You can see all of the lineup at Hop scotchdesignfest.com and um, I mean everyone from um, Annie Atkins who was the lead graphic designer on Wes Anderson's last movie The Grand Budapest Hotel she's coming from Dublin we've got uh, a guy who then you know you flip and look at the tech corporate side we've got a guy named Doug Powell who's coming from Austin who is the uh, the head of IBM's design um, team and then you know everything in between there where you know the beat making lab from Durham with uh, Apple Juice Kid and Pierce Freelon and uh, just just a whole bunch of people doing really neat things that we think people are here are particularly interested in and uh, and things that can if, if they can apply you know they, they can apply for the lessons they learn and the themes of this festival can then turn around and be applied in their jobs or um, you know their next projects or the next things they're doing and so yeah I don't th- I mean, there isn't any South by mention really in our office or anything like that it's not we're, we don't, we're not South by, we, we can't, we're not, we're, <laughs> I mean, it's almost laughable how much we're not like South by we have, I'm the only full-time employee and we run the business out of my dining room. Now <laughs> we moved out of our office in May to save money. So we're just, we are a basically five years into a project acting like a five month startup. I mean, I'm still, I haven't done anything except work since July 13th straight and go to bed at four in the morning and then back up and Nathan's got a full-time job and anybody who contributes to our project has a, has already has a job and they, they wouldn't be able to live and do and help with hopscotch because we don't have the finances to pay them we just we're, we're in a total startup mode even after all this time and I think a lot of people out there think wow hopscotch is this big you know we we have a there's kind of these two realities there's this reality of what we really are behind the scenes and it's reality of um, you know, oh, they're written in Rolling Stone and Huffington Post, you know, put them in their top 15 thing, you know, all this, it's really flattering and it's terrific. But at the same time, we're just, we're really just trying to get by in every way. So there won't be any additional pieces for a while. <laughs> and we just hope to slow grow the design piece because, because uh, we like it. We believe in it. Right. 
Yeah, I think one of the things that sets Hopscotch apart and what makes it so nice is that it's not that very much of like an industry event. It's very much a fans festival. Um, and I think people should enjoy that. Um, I'm here in the studio talking with Greg and Nathan from Hopscotch. Um, we'll be giving away some tickets later on. I think I'm going to play some music and then we'll get back to talking. Um, this is from a band called Pale Hound out of Yonkers, New York that I really, really love. This one's called Drooler, only on KNC. 88.1 WKNC, that was How to Dress Well, and the song was And It Was You. Before that, we had Pale Hound with Drooler. I am Virginia Werewolf, joined in the studio with Greg and Nathan from Hopscotch Music Fest, getting really excited about the 2014 lineup, and we're talking about a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, uh, one of the changes this year, um, Wristband City is going to be moving, is that correct? Yes, uh, Wristband City this year, and everyone who has a wristband, uh, and if you don't have a wristband, you can find information about them at hopscotchmusicfest.com. We still have a limited amount um, for sale, and we'd, uh, we'd like to sell the festival out this year. So uh, if you want to check out hopscotchmusicfest.com, you can find all the infos on there, the map, the schedule, um, band bios, um Ticket info, ev- everything you can probably want to know right now. All the day parties, which we announced this week, I know we're going to talk about. So one of the things that you will get is an email traditionally in the last week of August about where to go to pick up your wristband. And this year we're moving Wristband City to the convention center for the first time. And I want to thank the convention center for helping us get a deal that lets us do that. We love the Sheridan. Sheridan's still our host hotel we just thought we could centralize some things, and so we were able to put poster scotch. Um, a guy named Chris Williams helps us with poster scotch, and he runs that. And Skillet um, Gilmore worked at the end. He kind of founded that idea. And so we've got a poster, a show poster, show print exhibition and market that'll go in there. We've got a new thing called the Hopscotch Lab that hasn't been announced yet that Moog mm-hmm. is sponsoring. Um, that's cool. It's just like a, a, a nice Moog setup. And, uh, it's going to be at the at wristband city. It'll be at wristband city. It's called, uh, there's something called the extrapolation factory that a guy named Elliot Montgomery, who's speaking at hopscotch design fest is going to, um, display. We're going to have design talks in there. It's sort of an anchor for hopscotch design. And then the anchor for all of the wristbands that are distributed to fans, bands, media, the whole weekend, um, is going to be in the convention center, but it's not in one of the huge convention center rooms. It's in this cool sort of side space. That's like an exhibition hall with smaller rooms. We really love it. We, we won't know what it looks like until we set it up in three weeks, but I just, I think it's a great next step for us in terms of accommodating people and, and still not being, you know, too big or, you know, the, the, the Sheridan was great. That ballroom just kind of, it's just, it's kind of bland. And, and this is just, it's just nice. The con, new convention yeah. center is really cool. And so, um, yeah, so wristband city and the convention center, one thing, that I always love to say is if any question comes up about hopscotch anytime after Labor Day, which is that Monday, the answer is always convention center. <laughs> you know, the answer is always wristband city. And since, since wristband city is in the convention center, just say, go to the convention center. So we'll be able to do anything with your tickets there. Cause e is on site. We'll be able to talk to anybody about any sort of conflict, any problem, anything that they have maps, <clears throat> pocket guides, all of that, it's always the place. If you, you know, if a band pulls in and hops out of a van and says, where do we go? We're playing later. You say, go to the convention center. <laughs> so anything to do with <clears throat> Hopscotch, the week of, uh, first week in September in Raleigh's, the convention center will be the anchor for it. 
Yeah, um, there's been some pretty great stuff there in the past. WKNC 88.1 FM Raleigh is going to be broadcasting there um, from Wednesday to Saturday from 12 to 6. So I'm, I'm particularly stoked about that. We're going to have a bunch of interviews from bands and things like that. Is there any artist that you guys personally are like very, very stoked on seeing this year? Nathan? Oh, man. Um, uh, a lot of them. <laughs> Open Mike Eagle. I've been listening to that record a whole bunch. Um Krill, like, yeah, somehow turned into my one of my favorite bands <laughs> over booking this festival. I've listened to that record and that EP as much as I've listened to anything from any of the artists on here. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's a lot. Thurston Moore is going to be awesome. We booked him. We didn't... It wasn't made public to us that his band was going to be as amazing as his band is, <laughs> and we kind of got lucky on that, and we're really happy about it. But he's going to be here with Steve Shelley, who's probably my favorite drummer of all time. Also played on the Sunkill Moon record. And yeah. um, Steve Shelley's going to be here. Uh, Debbie Gooden from My Bloody Valentine. And yeah. and uh, the guitarist that he's been playing with in London a lot, James. Um, James something, I'm blank- blanking on his last name. But <laughs> uh, it's going to be amazing. That's going to be really good. Yeah. Ed Schrader is always one of my favorite bands to see live. I'm really stoked about Krill. We're, uh, they're going to be playing the BKNC's Day Party, actually. Um which I'm very excited the about. That's awesome. Yeah, I love yeah, great. <laughs> I've got a ton. I've got a ton that I want to see, and I'm not going to be able to see probably any of them. <laughs> but I think that uh, if if I go through it in my head on Thursday, I've never seen Lunas, and I love Lunas. I just love that dude. So I really want to see Lunas. He's at Kennedy Theater on Thursday night, which is for anybody that's into electronic. The funny thing about Hobscotch with uh, with some of the things we get pegged as, which is an indie rock festival, and some of the, the myths that we try and bust with that are we've booked what we think are really exciting electronic artists. Um, one that's a, sort of a bigger name this year is Jamie XX, of course, who's coming from England, who's in the XX, which is, uh, you know, a big band. But Jamie XX solo work as a producer and DJ, he'll be here. But we've got we've kind of I, I think we've built a mini legacy, a little tiny one of booking in the spots we can really exciting good electronic artists and lunas is one of the bigger artists we've had here so anybody that like i mean like for instance we had flaw stradamus play cam three years ago that was i mean really it was good unreal <laughs> I, and then like and I, and I used to see those guys in chicago at a weekly thing they used to do at this pub and they got you know and they were kind of starting to, the new trap sound thing they were doing and they were just on the cusp of that but i wanted to book them they came to hopscotch and no joke they've sold red rocks out like straight up sold i mean so it's another example of you know if you see them you know they came back and they i remember people were outside the lincoln theater like three months later looking for tickets and i wanted to tell all the people like you should have just gone to cam three (laughs) months ago and you wouldn't have this problem just come to hopscotch so lunas is one um thursday night i want to see um pale hound um who I saw at Nice Price Books uh, after we booked Hopscotch. It was one of the first, very first bands we booked this year. I want to see Obnox, which is a really rare opportunity to see Obnox um, coming from Cleveland. He'll be at Slim's on Friday. Uh, I want to see all of the bands on that, that metal bill at Kennedy on Friday, which Ken Mode and Power Trip and Artificial Brain, which is a band that I absolutely fell in love with this year listening to millions of songs like we do trying to get that lineup together it's just sort of this they kind of this death metal band from long island that has this weird sort of like cosmic funkiness to it like underlying <laughs> it which is hard to find underneath the guy's voice and everything but 
they're coming. They're the nicest guys so far to deal with, and they're coming from Long Island. So artificial brain, they're just rad. Um, I like um, Saturday. Can I keep saying who else? Oh yeah, of course. Uh, who else? Oh. Uh, you know, I want to see all the main stage shows. I like all of those shows, the locals and the national bands. But then Saturday, I mean, I think one of the highlight shows that's being I don't know if it's overlooked, but should be absolutely packed and is going to be crazy because I think they're potentially one of the best live bands playing right now and have one of the best uh, lead singers is White Lung, mm-hmm. who's coming from Canada, and they play Kennedy. Kennedy's kind of loaded this year. They Kennedy on um, Saturday. White Lung is just, they're great. Um, I like, um, who else is playing? I like, um, I want to see what Cheer Brigade because they're a 19-piece band from Providence, Rhode Island, and we've never had a 19-piece <laughs> band play hopscotch. It's going to be crazy. I've and seen them before, and it's insane what they do. They don't play with any amplification. They're just—it's a giant horn band, and they're—you know—we have some surprises with what Cheer in mind. I won't spoil today, so it's kind of fun. Um, they're coming down. Um, White Octave. Mm-hmm. White Octave. Yeah, I know Nathan's Only super show. stoked about White Octave. Um, he loved them when they were in their first iteration and now white octave is uh, reuniting for hopscotch and playing kings um man i I, you know i really do like this lineup a lot i just feel like there's going to be a ton of fun shows i like a lot of the young bands like uh potty mouth i like who you play uh, you know you mentioned you play quite a bit um and we've got a track if we can listen to them in a little bit um a gorilla toss is this band there's this really sort of fertile massachusetts scene this 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 hype, you know, both Potty Mouth and Gorilla Toss are from Massachusetts. It's Krill from that. Krill's mm-hmm. part of that crew, right? Yep. Yeah, so Krill's part of that crew. I mean, there's a crazy amount of cool bands coming from that area. We've had one, uh, Speedy Ortiz is from that area, I think, and we had Speedy Ortiz last year. And so there's all these bands up there right now that are just, they're just radical. And it's a very cool, young, punk undertones, but not really punk music, and just sort of this... DIY attitude and Gorilla Toss. I mean, I think when Gorilla Toss announced they were playing Hopscotch, they made fun of Hopscotch on their Facebook page, I think. <laughs> like, they're just awesome. And so they're coming down. They're playing Slims. And before Diarrhea Planet, who we put in Slims just because we knew how ridiculous that was going to be. Yeah. Like, the band itself can barely fit in there. So I'm, I would be surprised if they are, are all fitting on the stage. It'll, they'll probably be all over the place and just going crazy. Good. Yeah, I think Slims is going to be rowdy uh, per usual. Uh, and then, you know, late in the game, we were, fortunately, with a couple cancellations we have every year, it happens when you book a festival eight months in advance. We're lucky so far that knocking on here, this wood, that we haven't had more. But, um, you know, Hacks and Cloak backed out on us uh, totally out of our control, but we were able to luck out and get Tim Hecker to come from Montreal, which was it just Tim Hecker playing in Kings is going to be really exciting, I think, and loud and cool. Um I just, yeah, I mean, I would, I, I, I'm excited about popping in and out when I can and trying to catch as many sets. Last year, I got lucky enough, I did see all of Matthew Deere and some other stuff. And so this year, like, I'm definitely going to Lunas. I'm definitely going to Jamie XX. How to Dress Well right before Jamie XX is now playing with a band, evidently. There's also, we were talking on the way in, that there's a chance that Riley Walker, which I know a bunch of people are excited about, is bringing a band, which is a really rare thing for him. Yep. He's this incredible solo guitarist. Um, from Chicago, young and super talented, and he's playing Fletcher probably with a band, um, which is awesome. So a lot of stuff um, that is, again, really varied, but all all exciting. Yeah. Um, 
I'm particularly stoked about Krill also playing the day party. That Massachusetts scene is really incredible. And Eternal Summers just got added, didn't they not? Yep. Yeah, that's another great one. Um, we saw a lot of stuff on Twitter about people being excited about that. We didn't make a big announcement about that, but we need to. It just got <laughs> caught up in the schedule announce, yeah. which has a ton of details involved with it. So, uh, yeah, Eternal Summers uh, are playing and playing our day party on Yeah, they're a big uh, part of the day party on Friday, Friday again yeah. with Spacing mm-hmm. and uh, Brief Lives, which is... Um, Herbie from Valiant Thor's new band, and Soon, which is Stu and Robert Walsh, and, and then Olipo are playing that as well. So that, that's a really good party. We didn't make a big announcement when they got added to the official lineup, but I think that they were, um, everybody noticed when the day shows came out. Yeah. You guys are doing um, three official day shows this year, and they're kind of got a, a unique twist to them, each of them. Is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah, we're doing three day shows. We pared it down a little bit than in mm-hmm. the past. The day shows ended up being a ton of work for us to produce our own with very little, in fact, usually negative financial um, consequences. So it was like, what are we doing this six months of work for just to, just, I mean, I could, I'd rather fly to Spain than lose like, you know, <laughs> $1,500 doing this. So, um, we can, we can, yeah, we, we pared it down to three. We, we think it's uh, three really good ones. There's one that's a, it's a design festival closing party and also a welcome to music that's on the steps of the convention center. On Thursday, it's real short. It's two to five. Design Fest gets out. People are going to be in and out, checking in for music, bands, and it's just right there at the convention center, a new wristband city home. It's also kind of symbolic of here's the new wristband city. Let's put a show on right here, um, and people can head right over from there to the plaza. Um, and then we've got um, Friday at Cam, which is a was where Eternal Summers, Space in Brief Lives, Soon, which is a band from Chapel Hill, Carborough. Members of Love Language, members of, yeah, just kind of like a little side project group. Yeah. And then Alipo, and mm-hmm. a guy in Alipo is one of uh, Frank Meadows gets a shout because he's our new day party coordinator. He took Nathan's job when Nathan was promoted up. And Saturday is the big one. Yeah. Saturday is this huge party. We're doing something. You asked at the beginning of the show, what are we doing different? I forgot about this. The uh, One other different thing we're doing is we're closing another block of Fayetteville Street. <laughs> For the first time, so we're going to go from Davy to Martin. We're working with Rock and Shop Market in Durham, and they're going to do a Shop Scotch Rock and Shop Scotch Market. With I, last count, I heard was seventy, and I almost hope that's not true, but I heard seventy vendors. <laughs> uh, we've got a piece to this. That, basically, the North Carolina Love Army is going to play a stage and curated a stage. And I want to thank um, Caitlin Carey and John Lindsay for working on that with us. So they've got four different slots that they've booked. And it looks incredible. It ends with the North Carolina Love Army Big Band on, um, this is Saturday from noon to 5 right downtown on Davy and Fayetteville Street. And we've got another stage that we've booked with uh, Chris Stamey's Planet and Les Western and um, Jack the Radio, I think, is on that stage. And so basically it's the idea that it's just, um, it, the weather's good. Hopefully, like today, people just come out, enjoy it, and then they can, you know, they might want to go ahead and buy a ticket, go into the main stage show and t- go on from there or just go home or whatever they want to do. But we expect a really nice, big scene. And there's one other piece I haven't announced yet that's going to be fun um, <laughs> that's going down there, and I'm not announcing it until it's 100% done. It's not music-related. It's just party-related. It's awesome. <laughs> so uh, that'll be cool and uh, like a bouncy castle, but different. And then um, <laughs> and then uh, that's it. Those are our three day parties. And then if you want to look online at hopscotchmusicfest.com, we announced the day parties yesterday. And there's 30-plus day parties. They range all the way from Little Raleigh Theater over here 
um, by the Rose Garden, you know, all the way to Legends, which is um, Let Feedback Ring, a party that um, is now in its like second or third year that's gotten really rad and is is just it's it's just a really super packed big lineup. There's uh, there's there's perennial parties that happen that we're so happy that continue every year and uh, Home Tapes is coming back to do a party. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's um, you know, uh, Church Key and all these different labels that are local that put all this energy in Three-lived. time. Three-lobed at Kings, you know. So those are all back, and then the more seem to emerge that are well-curated, well-presented, and, and it's just, it's it's a ton of fun. I mean, one thing I do want to note without being cynical or anything is that we've supported the day parties. We encouraged them from the beginning. It was sort of the idea, and they have not been overrun by some sort of, you know, like, the reality is somebody like Red Bull or Levi's or somebody could come in and spend more money than we do on the entire festival and put on a free day thing and, you know, more square or something, and it would probably sink us and kill us. And that hasn't happened, but we do need to sell tickets to keep Hopscotch afloat without Hopscotch happening at night. There are no day parties. So when people say, hey, I did Hopscotch the last two years, and I say, what did you see? And they tell me about these two day parties. It's not really like they did Hopscotch. I mean, you know, going – Going to the main event is what what keeps us alive. So if you if you could support it, it the, the day parties are meant as additional add-ons to um, the folks that have wristbands. And of course, I know people that that do go without wristbands, but still, just keep that in mind. We'd love we'd love the support, knowing that there's so many free things offered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys were mentioning um, the rock and shop um, aspect to the festival, um, and there's kind of like always a fair amount of non-music things that accompany the festival at night things like the larry's bus taking you around to the venues which is incredibly convenient um uh i guess there was like lenovo charging stations and stuff like that is there anything coming this year non-music wise that i wouldn't see on a normal night in downtown raleigh um every every, everyone everything you mentioned is coming back larry's veggie shuttle is coming back uh, we are bringing the charging stations back for the second year, which were apparently a huge hit. Um, a cam and in City Plaza, so you can charge your phone and go. You can plug it in, lock it, go see Saint Vincent after her set is over, come back and get your phone back charged, which is really big on a weekend where you're running around a lot outside. Obviously, um, the, all those types of things. Poster Scotch is back, as we mm-hmm. mentioned. The uh, site work, um, you know, artist projects are back. Uh, then you can read about that online and want to thank link Han- Hancock for all the work he does on that because that's a that's a that's something that's going on at lump gallery and at cam which is something we want to expand over time we just need to find the time and energy and maybe money eventually to help expand that um, one thing that we just added is the guy who um, there's a guy from Charlotte who just moved down here from Vermont and um we were put in touch with one another, and he is going to come over and do tintype photography, um, which if you haven't seen before, you should Google that. It's really cool. It's sort of a, you know, it's a, it's a basically an image that's put on a tin a piece of uh, iron, I think, and uh, became really popular in the mid-19th century, but it's making a comeback, and because they're just, everyone can Instagram their photos of it, it makes them look like it's there in <laughs> 1915, and it's so cool it's just the the images are beautiful and stark and black and white and he's actually the guy it turns out that is the director and producer of the documentary a band called death Uh, which is you know a huge documentary it helped usher death's wider 
you know, awareness, people's awareness of death, the band that's playing hopscotch that's from Detroit and now lives now live in now located in Burlington, Vermont. And so um, he's coming from Charlotte to do tintype photography. You don't see that every day. I know Raleigh Denham did something with a tintype photographer recently, but so there's there's tons of non-music stuff, and we hope that you try and find a little time to indulge in all of that because it's that's part of it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going back to um, artists who are excited about, um, mentioned Thurston Moore and doing some cool day party stuff, um, collaborative type things. Um, he happens to be the artist in residence um, doing a lot of collaborative sets. Um, how is that decision made to choose the artist to be the collaborator because not like saint vincent i mean last year it was mersbau so that's quite a interesting choice yeah it it comes down to it was grayson's idea a couple years ago i think he might have i could be speaking out of turn i think he might have stolen it from big ears in knoxville which is ashley caps's sort of like dreamy cool um sort of his personal hand it's ashley caps's hand at his home base in knoxville one of the you know the producers and owners of Bonnaroo uh, puts on a really forward thinking uh, very cool music festival in Knoxville that went away for a few years and came back and um, the improviser in residence the first one was a guy named Chris Corsano who's a drummer and uh, it's kind of gone from there to the idea that we're going to do this every year and we might start doing more of them yeah because I think it'd be fun because people start latching on and following them around. Mersbau was last year. Um, that was really cool. And um, I think Thurston came about this year because he was here last year. Mm-hmm. He didn't play a lot. He was at the three-lobe day party, which was absolutely jammed. And uh, around the block to st- uh, Subway, I heard, like around the sandwich shop. I don't even know if Subway was there last year, but away around the block from King's. And, and we heard... You know, we just we felt like there was a kind of a symbolism of passing the torch to him to be the improviser in residence this year. Um, so we we went that route. We had a we had a list, and mm-hmm. we've thought about it. It's it's a really cool thing to think of, mainly because you're talking about artists who don't play a lot live. I mean, Thurston does, uh, but the others don't that are on our list. And you don't Mersbau probably has never played Raleigh. Probably never play Raleigh again. I'm not sure. <laughs> so it's like it's the rarity factor of it that you want to try and um, find it's somebody that uh, plays an instrument that is, can be readily uh, plugged in, if you will, to um, sets by other artists. So I, I don't know. I mean, I don't really think we need to mention who else was on the list cause they might come up next year or something. I just, it's just fun to kind of, you know, it's like trading baseball cards or something like, let's think about how weird it can get. And, um, and if we can actually afford or schedule or get the person we're talking about to come, and it's 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 weird. It's just different than trying to book a one-off show because you're asking basically this person to clear their schedule for a weekend. It didn't work out with Thurston because Thurston took a show in, at a Riot Fest in Toronto. So Thurston's only going to be here Thursday and Friday. And we're going to announce his schedule very soon. We're finalizing that now. That schedule will probably come out next week, I hope. So he's going to be playing at CAM on Thursday night at 12.30, headlining. Uh, the first night of Hopscotch and then playing other sets along the way, including the three-lobe day party set that was announced. But we're trying to get somebody to fill in as improviser in residence on Saturday to keep it going for fun. We just haven't thought about that. We asked Annie Clark, actually, from St. Vincent, asked her agent, but she's playing Denver. 
the next night after hopscotch. So she's flying, they're flying in and flying out. And so that didn't happen. Nathan loves Annie Clark as he should. And the guitar playing. (laughs) So I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Who else we think in Saturday or something? I don't know. I don't know. It's It's easy. That part is easy to like your imagination just takes off on that because there's so many things that could happen with the improvising residents. So Sometimes it's hard to stay grounded in your ideas for it because you're like, oh, if we got St. Vincent to play with this person, that would be amazing. Like, sure. you know, so, um, you know, like Tony Conrad would be somebody that we'd want to be. And then we were like, well, you know, we're we going to put viol- like drone violin in every band. It doesn't work with every band, you know, so it's got to be something about the instrument itself. I mean, drummers really are great for it. Um, but, you know, the people have to be the people we're talking about are just crazy talented and, and capable and beyond capable and just able to kind of take in any situation. So it's been fun. I mean, we're working on the, the list now. Um, I can say, I think, I think Thurston will play with Tony Conrad at, um, in the church. Wow. That's looking possible. Not sure. Hopefully that's a hopeful. I mean, we're, we're working on it. I mean, nothing's set until we announce that thing. We're just working on it now. Right. We're um, working on a special VIP party set too. And by the way, we want to, we want to mention that. Is that done? Yeah, cool. So we're working on a special VIP party set that Thurston kind of requested. It's a duo, and then with one of the uh, drummers that's playing in four, Ryan Sawyer from who's playing with four. He'll be in town. And it looks like they're going to be playing together as a duo. Yeah, from the Boredoms, right? And so he's th- played with. Yep. Yeah. So um, that's going to happen at the VIP party. We think we're not sure when it's going to happen, but the, you know Thurston requested that to do that, and so we found. Um, but you know, just real quick to get off music for a second, because the <laughs> VIP party just triggered my brain that it's six thirty and I'm starving. Is that our <laughs> VIP party this year? Just for you all out there who are listening, might have a VIP pass that are now sold out. The rest of the tickets are still on sale. Um, we've got Standard Foods, Pools Diner, uh, Stanberry, and Foundation. So we've kind of Jenny Waugh, our development director, works really hard on so much stuff for us, so hard for us. She pulled together kind of a crazy all-star lineup for the VIP party. So if you're out there listening and you're going to the VIP party on Thursday night, just know there's like a pimento cheese bar or something <laughs> like girl. I mean, it's just out from pools. It's just crazy. So, and maybe Thurston playing with Ryan Sawyer, but we're working on those things and we'll know next week. Right. Yeah. I think the improviser in residence is something that's really made hopscotch stand out and a lot of fun and adds to the unpredictability factor, um, which is really, really great. Um, Should we give tickets away to Hopscotch? Yeah, I was just going to suggest I can't imagine how, people bore, how bored people are at this point. <laughs> right, so um, do you want to do some sort of trivia? You guys are the experts. Let's do something. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> I was going to try and do something that was trivia from this show, because if you've been listening <laughs> anywhere near the whole time, you deserve to go to Hopscotch for free at this point. Uh I don't know how long we've been on here, but it's a long time. Uh, how about, uh, okay. Um, yeah, we, you wanna, do you want me to do a trivia question about yeah, the sure. festival? Okay. Um, in 2012, 2012, um, the Roots played the main stage. Um, one night in City Plaza. Mm-hmm. Who headlined the other night? There it is. So if you got the answer to that question, you can call in 919-515-0881 or 919-515-2400, and you will get your hopscotch pass. This is Potty Math with The Gap, only on KNC. Mm-hmm. 
88.1 WKNC, the artist was Jacuzzi Boys, the song was Glazen, playing Hopscotch 2014. I am Virginia Werewolf, still here in the studio with Greg and Nathan. Probably going to give away some more Hopscotch passes if you missed out on the last one. Congratulations to the last winner. Uh, do you have another trivia question, Greg? Here's, here's a non-music Ooh. trivia question. <laughs> and the first caller who gets this right um, will win... One three-day pass, full weekend pass, three days to Hopscotch 2014, September 4th through 6th. And the question is, Hopscotch is actually named not quite as literally as people think about people hopping around downtown, going to various shows at different clubs. It's named after a novel. Who wrote Hopscotch, the novel? And what country is he from? <laughs> that is a pretty difficult one. Uh, if you got the answer to that one, you can win your three-day pass. The numbers are 919-515-0881 or 919-515-2400. We've got a track from Eternal Summers. This one's called Good As You. Keep it locked. KNC. 88.1 WKNC built to spill with their song called Strange, uh, a hopscotch alumni. Uh, I'm also here in the studio with Greg and Nathan. Um, yeah, how you guys doing? Doing great. <laughs> Good. So a big shout to Sue Edelberg who called while driving. And uh, knew the answer to that and very knew difficult the trivia question. Julio Cortazar is the author of Hopscotch. An, um, a book that actually inspired the name of the music festival. I think a lot of people think Hopscotch is based on... Uh, and it did. It ended up working that way in a uh, very literal sense of people hopping from venue to venue downtown during the weekend itself. But if you're familiar with Hopscotch, the novel, as Sue was, you, it was, it was, it's written by a South American author named Cortazar, who, who, along with many great South American writers like Borges and Gabriel Garcia Marquez and others, sort of uh, function in a, the, mag- the magical surrealism, the magical realism, the, you know, nonlinear time, a lot of different sort of, you know, plot devices that they particularly mastered. And Hopscotch is sort of your, the first choose-your-own-adventure book. There's kind of two ways to read the novel. Yeah. It's kind of like a, an anti-novel in the sense that you can read it ch- different chapters at a time. Do you remember choose-your-own-adventure books? Did, yeah, did yeah. you have those when you were a kid? Yeah, I, I, okay, I remember I didn't those. know. I mean, I'm... So I'm so old now <laughs> that I didn't know that, you know, you, you Maybe choose your adventures, you go and you get to page 49 and you can skip to, and the idea behind that was symbolically with hopscotch. We love the idea that hopscotch is a collective experience. It's groups, a large group of people getting together for a few days in one centralized area and running around, but it's also crazy personal. So the idea is that every hopscotch much like anybody who reads a Choose Your Own Adventure book, theoretically you could do that in any different way possible, and everyone has a different experience. Reading Hopscotch, the novel, is the same that every fan attending Hopscotch has a different experience. Even if you're with your wife or your husband or your best friend or a group of friends, if you split off just for an hour and go see a different set, your festival has then become different. And then everyone there, all of the thousands of people that are attending are experiencing different things while we're all experiencing the same thing if you will so that's kind of where the the name came from and we think it worked out that way it's like it's like a cool collective experience that's still in, insanely personal yeah. i never knew that <laughs> very very fitting. 
I, I've only told that story. I think Stu McLam from the Love Language uh, text, uh, like Instagram that or something once, and we're going to Instagram a cover of Hopscotch the book before. I just thought of that right now. Let's <laughs> Instagram a cover of Cortazar's novel before Hopscotch 5 because it is. That's where it comes from, and it ended up working on multiple levels because that's what people do at Hopscotch is they hop around, but it's really based on that book. Right, yeah. Um, another way that the festival kind of like engages people in unique and weird ways is some of the um community involvement just in general um you've i think i i think i looked up in a different interview that you called the um festival a gathering of thinkers and makers and storytellers um that's can, for design yeah that's, that's the tagline we're using for the design fest that's exactly right but that it absolutely applies to music too right um yeah um is there a way particularly that um you think the the festival, both design and music, um, benefits the Raleigh Triangle community outside of just music lovers. It's it's a good question. I th- I think yes. Um, I think it does. I think it does. I think I think. Firstly, we know for a fact that it, it positively impacts downtown Raleigh financially. Uh, if you think about our model, uh, and you look at Hopscotch. The way we set it up purposefully was we put bands in venues, as we've talked about today. We wanted to see bands in venues rather than choosing a field in a nearby locale somewhere in between, you know, Chatham County or somewhere between Durham and Raleigh or somewhere out past Wake Forest and try and get 20,000 people out to a field, which wouldn't be the worst experience. It could be absolutely excellent if, depending on the bands and the size of it, as long as it's not 100,000 people, you know, which we... (laughs) We could never probably get, but yeah, you know, the idea is we wanted to be in the city. We, we, we had as, as, you know, as it started under the independence umbrella, we had clients that were the venue owners or Paul Seiler was a person I knew when I moved back to Raleigh from, um, other places. I'd gone to school in Chapel Hill and Paul was, you know, scheming to reopen Kings with his partners and his wife. So he helped us with the first year in the booking. We knew we wanted hopscotch to happen in the city. The downside to hopscotch happening in the city is that our relationship with our fan financially is singular. It means we have sort of a nameless, faceless relationship. Someone gets online, they buy a pass. Once we've sold them that pass through our website or through etix, we don't see another dollar from them really. And so that, that hurts us to talk about the business side. That's, that's a problem, you know, and it's become a problem for us because really the, every other expendable dollar spent by anyone attending the festival is with, the hotels, the restaurants, the um, bars, and any other thing, you know, Taz's, anywhere that anybody's <laughs> selling anything downtown, it's not Hopscotch selling that stuff. So that is something that we have tried to reevaluate. We knew that was the case, and we thought we could overcome it over time with uh, gradually more awareness, which we've gotten, more social media followers, good media. You know, the idea is produce an excellent experience a good event and people will come back we've had that but it the growth hasn't been quite where we've needed it to be financially and then we realize we don't really have a crack in anyone else's money that if you're spending any money it's not coming to hopscotch and that so we know we benefit the city financially and that's a conversation we're going to end up having to have with the city at some point if we're going to survive and continue the way and grow the way we want to um there are a lot of other events that receive support from the city um and that's because some of them are nonprofit and some of them are, um, you know, just set up differently. And we, we're, we're small, very small for-profit company. So we've got to figure out how to do that 
properly and we'll do so and if we end up making an ask of the city we'll make we're going to make that ask in the next three months and we'll see if that ends up happening but so we know we benefit the city that way um and then other than that i think i don't know how to i don't know how else to explain it how do you think i I, it's hard for me because i'm on the inside of it and i've been working on it almost relentlessly for 68 months to actually get garner any other sort of outs i mean i know some People that are, you know, used to work here at this radio station that work at Lenovo now. I don't know if they would have known Lenovo until Hopscotch. <laughs> and I know that there's been some connections with, you know, different. I, mean, I just, I think, I think it's been, I think it benefits the area from the simple arts. You know, the arts are important. You know, with all the bad stuff that goes on in the world constantly, and this week's been a particularly bad week in the news for a variety of reasons. It's just important to be able to have some sort of insanity within the insanity to be able to go get away for three days i feel like and it might be because i'm working it but people are sort of isolated from the outside world it's a it's a time it's like a little bit of a bubble around the city that is based solely on enjoyment whether you drink or don't drink um whether you you know you're young or old it doesn't really matter it's just that the fact that this is going on and then if the weather's decent it is it's just fun. I think it's really, it's like an uplifting time. I think it's something that what we originally set out to do is make an event people circled on their calendar. We hope people still do that. And I think people do. And that's, that's a benefit, I think, to a lot of people who know about hopscotch. I think they look forward to it. Yeah. I hear the words, I should move to Raleigh more hopscotch weekend than any other time of the year, hands down. Really the only time of the year. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's been a good showcase. I mean, there, there aren't a lot of other events being written about in national magazines and things because they just, they're not, I mean, it's just, it, we've, we think we've brought, a, we've represented the city well, if you will, even though we don't have any, we don't have, we don't have any, you know, there's no ties to represent them well. We've just done it. And I think people enjoy their time when they're here. We hear amazing things about how clean it is, how it's a cool downtown area, how the venues are diversified and neat. The, the plaza is a cool place for a main stage. We just got to figure out how to really make money off of it at some point and just sustain it. I mean, it's just it's not a money-making venture at this point still five years in, and it's not really sustainable in its current format this way. And uh, that's it's just kind of secondary. It's never been about the money. We've never really made any money off of it. I personally don't pay ourselves anything, hardly just enough to live. And it's it's always been about an experience, and we just want that experience to continue past five years, and we hope it does. I mean, a lot of it depends on these next three weeks. And then our conversations with the city moving forward and then my, my conversations with investors and things. But, I mean, up to this point, we hope we've, you know, there'd be some small legacy of it was, it was something that people that came from Carborough, Durham, and Chapel Hill and faraway places too and that, 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 could, that could sustain it and, and that loved it and, and liked it enough to make it happen. And I think that's, that's really the, the benefit of it. Right. Yeah. You guys have always been pretty open about the uh, financial situation surrounding the festival and honestly surrounding um, a lot of festivals around the country. Uh, there was like ATP doing some sort of uh, canceling of Jabberwocky. They canceled this yeah, week. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, that was a big downer for a lot of people, I'm sure. That's um, right. So if, if money was no object or sure. rather not a factor um, and rules and things like that were not really, uh, you know, it's like an obstacle for you guys where would you see the festival in a year or five years if you could do anything you wanted like your dream scenario for hopscotch my dream scenario right now would would actually to see the festival in a year frankly <laughs> i mean i haven't been this frank about the the finances because it's it, like we talked about at the beginning 
it's there is no long term plan. There's no there's no uh, there's no per, it's there's not decreed that hopscotch is happening next September. It's never been that way. Uh, when the when Steve Shule sold the Independent in um, 2012 after the third hopscotch, Steve Shule lost money two of the three years that we did hopscotch, which is not uncommon for a startup business for a, for a new venture. That it, you know, it wasn't catastrophic money. You know, a supporter of ours is Moog in Asheville. It's been widely reported that they went on their own this year and tried to do their own festival in the spring up there, and they lost a million and a half dollars. And that's that's a lot of money. But they have they have ways to you know to to deal with that because they're a company that makes synthesizers and uh, they make instruments. They're not a they're not an event company. After we came out from underneath the indies umbrella, we don't have anything to hide under. We're not. We're not part of a marketing budget or just, you know, there's not other ways. This is all we do. And this is all we do every day of the year trying to make this work. And so I started the company with a small loan I received. And there's really no way to start a real company with the amount of money I put in the bank to start our (laughs) LLC. You've got a seed. I mean, I put enough money to start our LLC in what, uh, you know, which is, you know, uh, it's like the regular, just a person's salary. You know, it's like $40,000. And to start a company with $40,000, that means it's got to make money every year. It's got to, and, and we haven't. We didn't make money last year. We were close. And um, we, you know, we, we think we're going to break even and make a little money this year maybe. But, it, you know, we've, we've, we've got to look at the business side to stabilize it. And that's a whole different conversation because there's a lot that goes into that. And that's my responsibility, and I, I've got to make time for that. So I'm going to make time for the next three months, and then we'll look at the overall plan. Um, but it, that having that conversation, I always feel like, takes away so much from all of the positives. The action, everything else works about it. We think we think people love it. They, I mean, we've never once in four years. First of all, a couple amazing things I think that are really worth mentioning. I've never seen a fight. There's never been a fight at Hopscotch. I don't think anyone's ever been arrested. I'm, I'm, I'm unaware of a single arrest in four years, which is kind of crazy considering. I mean, maybe somewhere peripherally outside of the city, but there just doesn't seem, I mean, not in City Plaza. There hasn't been an incident. I've never seen an incident in a club except when there's bands doing it, like a couple bands fighting one another or something last year about their set times or something. I mean, it's just it's just such a good vibe generally, and that is incredible, and it has nothing to do with money. It has, it's not, you can't pay for that. You can't make that up. It just, it just happens by itself. So we're really proud of that part. And, um, and I just think that all the good stuff that comes along with it, uh, you know, whether it's the press or the people, we, we haven't had a single person email us the Monday after hopscotch and say, can I get my money back? (laughs) You know, and you can go to a lot of dinners and you can complain to the GM or you can have a lot of experiences at the movie theater where the sound doesn't work and you want to get your, I mean, no one comes up to us and says afterwards, like, Man, that was terrible. <laughs> you know, we, we really want our and it's 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 generally a very um it's an excellent experience and then we're we're happy about that and then um we think if we keep doing that the financial pieces will p- fall in place in time. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Um <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh I've got um Krill lined up for you. Um great Boston band uh, played WKNC's Lounge, got a video of that on YouTube, and they'll also be playing our Hopscotch Day Party um, at Nice Price Books on Hillsborough Street. Uh, this is Grill with Never a Joke, only on KNC. 88.1 WKNC, the music tapes with The Dark is singing songs. I'm Virginia Werewolf.
here with Greg and Nathan of Hopscotch. Uh, are you guys trying to sign off? We're going to get back to work. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Had a good time, everybody. The festival's in three weeks. We still have wristbands. You need to have them to get in. We're excited. It's going to be really fun. Yeah, check out uh, hopscotchmusicfest.com for all available tickets and uh, scheduling, map, day party info, everything. And we'll see everybody in three weeks, we hope. And, uh, tonight's uh, give the local beer, local band tonight at Tiernan Oak yeah. on this beautiful North Carolina day <laughs> is uh, with um, three bands that are playing hopscotch, including Lonnie Walker, who's playing our main stage with St. Vincent and Spoon on Friday, uh, September 5th. So that's going to be a heck of a night that KNC helps promote and is involved with and books and helps book and all that stuff. So anyway, enjoy yourselves out there. We're going to go. I'm getting back to work. And then uh, we'll see you in downtown Raleigh in three weeks. Thanks. uh, Always thanks for the support. Yep. Thanks, everybody.